Uh, yeah, so you guys, you, uh, and again, the, it gets really steep, so you, so you have to kind of take your time to yeah. navigate your way down. It takes you about five plus minutes to meander your way down, and you see, uh, well, where do, how do they find you, Orzok? <clears throat> so I'm kind of just sitting there, like, with my knees up, and I'm on, my butt's on the ground, my feet are on the ground, my knees are up, and I'm resting my elbows on my knees, and I'm looking over this pit, and I'm just kind of breathing a little fast, but uh, look calm, mm-hmm. you know, like processing. Um, can we see Davery's and he's wears? No. Some bitch. How about the crab preacher? Crab preacher is gone. It's the cavern. The, the cave has become completely silent. And I'll describe what you see a little better. So this tunnel ends and there's maybe seven to eight feet of flat uh, earth before a a sheer drop into the black abyss. This chamber that you are sitting in is a round chamber with a ledge that goes around the perimeter of this room and basically just surrounds this uh, vacuous pit. On the other side of the pit, the torch illuminates a huge, uh, like, cave entrance um and then to the left of that uh on the other side is a uh, a smaller like man-sized cave entrance and then uh that's what you see so at, as they're approaching and i'm kind of sitting there breathing what i hear them before they see me and i just at the you know kind of a lot decently uh Loud voice, I say, can somebody tell me what the hell a crab preacher is? Well, way back in the day, um, a crab loved a preacher very much. Save me the. (sighs) And then. Well, then, you know, what happens when, when two people... When do, you two are, do you remember us? <laughs> love each other. <laughs> very much. Oh, goodness. Orzak, do you remember us telling you about the man in black with the book? Yes. When this man um, came to a town that we had visited, you might remember the one, um, we encountered a, a man who had been turned into a kind of crustacean. Mm. And I don't know how or why, but uh, I suspect um, this one is like the other one, and they're all coming from this man who is probably the evil one behind everything happening in Alal, and Mm -hmm. who killed the prince, and all those other things. Basically, the answer to all of our problems. So there you go, crab preacher. <laughs> Voila, crab, crab preachers. The answer to all of our problems. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> uh, well, we're in a hole again. Welcome back. <sighs> What's the next move? Uh, want to try to go back the way we just came down. Okay. Yeah, so it takes a little bit of work, but you're able to uh, meander your way up. I shout back down. 
We can make our way back out the cave. That is most certainly not a mine. <laughs> Good point. Um, well, we'll just... I'll do what I can to assist people trying to get up, making our way up these sloped angles that we just slid down. So, uh, perfect. So, you guys start working your way back up the tunnel, and you hear, um, help! Ah, I hoped that wouldn't happen. Ornella! I'm instantly back at the bottom. I, like, sit on my butt and, like, slide down this... Sleep this Harbeck throws his head back and sighs, <laughs> full shoulders, sighs, and then he slides down after her. Ornella! You can hear it's coming from the man-sized cave. Uh, so, yeah, it makes a, a ring with this pit in the middle, and then if you follow around the perimeter of it, there's like a man-sized cavern and then a, a large, large cave entrance over uh, opposite you. And uh, the cries get louder as you get closer to um, the man-sized cave. I think I'm like almost already to the entrance of the cave, but by the time the two of them like even get down from the tunnel. So you uh, you make it to uh, and you, you can see that there's like uh, drops of blood on the ground. Like your torch illuminates. There's like water on the ground. You put your finger in it and it, it's definitely blood um you uh light the torch look inside the cavern and you can see davery is like slumped up against uh the cave cavern wall and you can see his legs are all mangled and broken and he has like a big gash on his stomach and it's he's got his hands wrapped around his stomach uh trying to hold in probably his guts um, and there's just like red viscera leaking out from uh, under his arm. Um, I take my blanket out of my backpack and push it, uh, press it to his side. What? 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 What was that thing? What was that thing? Um, I'm gonna tell you that it was a crab preacher what? because that is what it is. <laughs> um, but I'm. That's all I'm gonna say right now. That's all you need to know. I um, I kneel by his body and I put a hand on him for cure wounds. Awesome. Roll roll the dice. Yeah, I <laughs> forget how all this shit roll works. Roll You're okay. Cure wounds. Thanks. Uh, no, that's a. Th- I don't have to roll a d twenty, right? I roll. Yeah, it, it's health. a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a d eight. Yeah, it's I, a d eight per uh, spell slot. It's so like if you cast it at a second level spell. I'll cast it at a second level. We'll give him 2d8. Okay. 7 and 4 is 11. So you can hear like a sickening crack as like his bones begin to like move back oh into place. God. And his, you can see he like bites down on, on his cheek to like stop from screaming. And eventually his like legs straighten out in front of him. And uh, he pulls his hand away from his stomach and like the gash that was there goes away. He says... Thank, thank you. And I backhand him across <coughs> his face. Ow, what the fuck? You led us here. No, no, wait, what do you mean? That was, yes, of course I did. You told me to. Unwitting accomplice. What the fuck was that? Crab preacher. What is it doing here? Killing you. Well, not quite, but yeah. 
Well, back out the way we came. Not so fast. This mountain. Well, let's consider this. We just left a town where they know we're alive and led us into certain death where a creature compelled by the forces of evil was there to meet us. So in some sense, they are conspiring. So instead of going back, perhaps we could check out the big hole in the in. <clears throat> check out the big hole. I didn't come here to go into a deeper, bigger hole. I wanted to get out. The sky needs to be above my head. And why are you letting this one live when you know he brought you here? He did bring us here. And he did so as a damned fool. And my God would not be happy if I let that happen. So he will live for now. But, just like the mines, Orzok, we do have to go deeper to get clear. It's going to get worse before it's going to get better. The light and the dark and all of that. I need the sky. If it means I have to go this way to get there and be free, I'll do it. But I don't want to be... Dragged into something unless I know what's really going on here. I'm not a fool. I served. I fought in wars. I took lives. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. If it makes you feel any better, they tend to ride solo. What have you gotten yourselves mixed into? Only the worst thing this land has ever seen. Fine. It's almost comical. Let's go. Alright. Uh, uh, Davery, like, pushes himself up to his feet. Oh, I can carry a torch if you want. I'm not much good at fighting, but I can keep the place lit. AF. Fine. And I hand him the torch. He's the first one to go if I'm getting hungry. Uh... Uh, and I kind of look at Harbeck and wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, please don't eat me. God, please do not eat me. All right, uh, I'll lead. He like holds the torch up over his head. It says, big hole, little hole. Big hole. Okay. He like walks over to the, uh, walks around the perimeter of the, uh, pit and gets eventually meanders way over to the big hole. He, uh, Davery's the first one. He ducks his, ducks his head around the corner and holds his torch up, and you can see that this big hole is easily like forty five feet wide. It's big um, and tall. It's at least well, this would be like what, like a story and a half. So it'd be about a story and a half tall. Um, and you see he, like, is looking on the ground, and you can see that there are these deep grooves carved in the ground. I'm going to use survival and see if I've seen anything like it before. Sure. No, okay. probably not. I'll try to. Okay. 
Seven. Yeah, that's what I rolled. <laughs> I'll try. Might as well. What are we using? Survival. <laughs> I just like this idea of like everybody leaning over this groove and going, yeah, I think I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 12? Nope. Okay. I don't fucking know. So like you, that groove. The, you don't know what made them, but you can see that there are grooves that are cut into the stone opposite these grooves. And they make this uh, long pattern as if like um, someone took uh, like a, a mine pick and just carved from the stone uh, in like a, a semicircle. And they, uh, these patterns repeat deeper into the cave. I think something big lives here. You still want to go down to go up? <laughs> the faces that are being made, if that's what I'm seeing, I'm like, I am like, I, we've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like Job, Job from, <laughs> I have made a huge mistake. <laughs> That's exactly the looks they give me makes me do that look. Yep. 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 And I, I think while while folks are just sort of like milling about and like kind of scanning things, you hear Davery call out, "Hey, hey, there's someone over here." Davery, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. There's someone over here. I go over there. Uh, you can see there's a uh, uh, a man in. Uh, yeah, human male. He's in uh, like coveralls, uh, dirty coveralls. Like like ore and soot are all over them. Um, he's extremely pale. Uh, his breathing his uh, his breathing is very slow, and his eyes are fixated in uh, the middle distance. Are we, like, on the back half of this mine? Maybe he took us to the wrong entrance. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I lean down next to the guy. I don't say that. I'm thinking that. Sorry. That was... Um... I, I lean down next to the guy and kind of, like, put my hands on his face and, like, hey, hey, try to get his attention. He just, like, his head just slowly turns, and his eyes, like, you see the, the pupils dilate, like, they're attempting to focus, but they mm -hmm. just can't. He says, are you here to give me the sight? Oh, crap. Fire. Damn it. Everyone else got the gift except me. They said I couldn't have it. They said I wasn't good enough to see. But are you going to let me see now? Oh, where did they go? They're gone now. I'm the only one left. What else is in this cave? Me and Benny were left here. Benny was gonna guard the place, keep it safe while they're gone. They're coming back? Oh, I don't think so. I want to put hand on him and cure wounds at first level. Okay. You put your hands on him, and you can feel a repulsing, like, like, uh, like, almost like there's something rotting inside of him. And, like, the magic you're putting on it, you can see him, like, 
arches back in pain. Um, and you you have to make the decision, do you force this heal on him, even though like his body is reacting to it negatively? No, I, I get that push back, and I, I immediately stop. What happened? Let me see. Let me see. Or is that? I start pulling out my sword. No, let me see. We're going to go further down the cave. Interlopers. You're interlopers. I take Ornella and I interlopers. Down the cave. Interlopers. They're I, here. Like, as I, I remove his head. And, like, yeah, his last word, interlope, and, yeah, just a gout of thick, black, oily blood spews out the bottom of his neck. Oh, oh, holy fucking shit. Hand over his mouth. I told you to shut the fuck up. Okay, sorry. What the fuck? So they're moving along. I am start looking for, like, symbols or weird things that he has on him, any kind of, like... You find a uh, uh, clutched in his hand is like a small brass pyramid. Okay. Again. Knock it loose from his hand. They're still kind of moving forward. I take a piece of cloth and I wrap it up in that and I shove it in a pouch. Orzak, we've encountered those pyramids before. We, um, well, I get rid of it? smashed them pretty much right away. Oh. They are the tools of that man we mentioned. Yeah. Um, which makes me believe that this dwelling here was a hideout. But it if seems we destroy gone. this, will he know that somebody destroyed it? He'll lose connection. Is that good? I think so. Yes. But is it also telling? Mm. Maybe we keep it on him for a bit? Mm. What do you want? I think that we should smash it. He already knows we're here. The damage is done. Destroy the evil. So I'd use a rock to destroy this thing. Okay. Yeah, it, it smashes and a loud uh like a like sonic boom sounds. Jeez. And uh in the cave? Yeah, and it just makes this reverberating echo. Uh sparks f- fly out from where you smash it. You pick up the rock, and it's just, like, shattered into a dozen pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that we should get out of here. Yep. <laughs> um, I would actually um, like to maybe explore a little more. We might be able to find more out about our opponent since they use this place. But I understand if maybe we should go. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, we gotta go one way or the other. Where are we going? I, let's go. Okay. Um. Sorry. I, I, <coughs> I peed. <coughs> I really don't want to be around him. <laughs> um. I'll look ahead. I can see. So, uh, roll a perception for me. Uh, 17. You, uh, walking further down this, uh, like, fucking, uh, the Jersey tunnel of, (laughs) like, interior evil cave layers, uh, (laughs) making your way further in, a smell 
starts to overwhelm your nostrils of burnt, uh, of ash, of, um, I guess just like, uh, not of like a cook fire. You don't smell like food, but you just smell burning, like burning paper, burning wood, Hmm. become stronger and stronger as you work your way further down this, uh, cavern. Eventually, uh, you make your way, the cavern opens up into a large, expansive, I mean, it would, it would look like a warehouse, it'd be the size of a warehouse, it's just huge, like 40 to 55 feet tall, and, uh, uh, you know, 100 feet uh, across, it's just this flat room, um, you, and you can see that there are, like, hastily made, uh, a couple hastily made bunk beds that look to be like sort of shoddily put together um, that are in the center of this room. Uh, to the right of this room, up against the wall, you can see uh, like um, you see piles of uh, skeletons of uh, like bovine skeletons of um, like large herbivore skeletons, basically. Hmm. And uh, some of these skeletons are in late stages of rot. So whatever these were used for is a while ago. And uh, then you see to the left, so these beds and sort of living spaces in the center. And then to the left of this is a uh, like several piles of uh, black burned ash that are as tall as Harbeck. And, you know, as wide as... Uh, like a yes hey. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a dining room table wide Whoa. and a hardback tall he's thick <laughs> yeah he's a thick boy thick boy um and then you can see a writing desk uh a writing desk next to the pile of books and uh and then you see a uh standing mirror that has been smashed Looking at, so I stand in, fr- I go to stand in front of the smashed mirror and look out at the room. Does this look like what we've seen before? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I remember this view. I thought we were done with all of this and... He was here, Orzak. Who? The man. It starts with a V, I Varantoid. Thank you. He's the one behind all of this madness. Walking, walking further in, um, on the other side of the writing desk, um, there are more mirrors. There's four more mirrors on the other side. Um, and three of them appear to be smashed. Well, one of them is whole. These mirrors he uses as looking glass. He can communicate with his followers. It appears we've found the hub of the network. But there's only one. The rest of them are smashed, right? And I only remember smashing one of those. So there's a there's a total of four that are smashed, and there's one that is still whole. Just in case I didn't make that clear. Why would why would he smash his own mirrors? Why would he leave one? I want to go over to the fire and kind of. Um, Kick at it, mm-hmm. kick through it, and see what's in there. Oh, I, yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, roll perception yep. for me. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you see into the future. <laughs> I gotta get a freaking blankie. It is so cold in here. Um, so you basically get you basically get everything. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you all right here. Great. Give us that dump. So the first thing I stomp out some stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it all explodes. No, uh, you kick your foot through the ash, and you find a uh, a uh, you find a map that is partially burned. It's I not put it cute. out right away. Uh, it's it's not on fire. Okay, good, sorry, good, I, good, didn't, good. I didn't. No, yeah, I, 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 I just want to make sure. Yep, <laughs> don't want to lose anymore. Uh, you find a map that is only partially burned. Excellent. See burned map. <laughs> Written on the back, it lists five locations. Barrow, Alal Sewers, mm-hmm. Alal Estate, and then the letter S, Mosh, and Bogmali. What was the second to last one? Mosh and Bogmali. And those two places are south in the Orcs territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had the option to go to Bog Molly, didn't we? Mm-hmm. He's been Morse. organizing the whole war <laughs> from right here. Holy shit. Uh, you find a... Uh, you find a, uh, a book that... Uh, like, l- lifting up the map... It looks like this fire didn't burn completely, and there's uh, there, there's a book, and the title. You dust off uh, the soot from the the cover, and the book reads Dave's Demonology Digest. Are you pretty happy with that one, dude? I I can't tell you how happy I am that you rolled the twenty because I get to give you all of this. Yeah. I'm so ready. Um, I'm erect. So uh, you see a a corner is dog-eared in the book. Ah. Um, the page is marked with a sheet of paper and a drawing of the creature. The creature uh, is a humanoid form, and it has six faces. Um, a diagram next to it shows another six different faces. And I, I can give you all this offline okay. in like okay. a Google document, so you, I won't make you slaves to like your notes. Okay. Um, and in a quote, it just says, Prince of a Thousand Faces, next uh, to it. A demon prince. And a handwritten note on the page points to it and uh, quotes, it reads, The beguiler was only his first devil kin. He must be a greater devil. Uh, remember the, 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 um, uh, the sewers? Of course. Yes. Um, the beguiler was there. He was the one behind that. Yes. There are apparently bigger fish. Good. I keep looking. Good to know. Yeah, uh, continuing your your very, like, efficient search. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not like you're finding every single one. You're just helping everyone and seem to be really, like, putting it all together, man. Mm-hmm. And on the, uh, on the desk... Is a is a letter, uh. and it it appears only partially completed. Uh, the letter reads, Aldridge, you are to spend as much money as possible. 
Empty the coffers to quell any rumors of disquiet within the capital. I shall meet you in a ten day. I am meeting with the others first. We are approaching the end. Send for, and the letter stops. Send for. Do you read the letter out loud, Harbeck? I hand it to you. I'll let you read it. I had a dream about this once. You know, right after we got out of prison, I... I it, it was so real, I thought it was actually happening. You were I, having visions? It, it was just once, and... Mm. I dreamed that I was back home, and nothing bad was happening to Alal, and, and... And I woke up in my bed... But I heard my I heard my father arguing with someone and and so and so I followed his voice and and he was you saw him yes they were arguing about money and and my father said that he he he'd paid all he could and he did what he did what I Varen had had asked for and then I woke up well, now we know what that is about. He's weakening the capital. He's staging a coup. The city will likely be sacked by a well-raised and coordinated army of orcs and gobs and all the like. He crippled the capital and it's a sitting duck. Great. I just sit down in the dirt. After reading all this information and looking at everything, Harbeck just just plops down for a sec. You sit and like something sticks you right in the butt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <hang on. laughs> I'm not gonna tell you whether you enjoy it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm debating whether or not I like it. So a, a full minute goes by. It's okay. A full minute goes by debating whether or not I like this, and then I, I, <laughs> and I, and then I just roll over to the side and reach down. Uh, you feel like a, uh, uh, like. <laughs> what, what do I feel, Paul? What is happening? I'm just imagining that we tell, all tell hear me what it I feel. happen. We all hear this thing go into his butt. <laughs> You feel the end of a large takes it out. You feel the end of a large rod. Come on, Paul. <laughs> I'm serious. Dude, it's in the notes. What do you want? So uh I uh yoink that rod. So it it looks to be like a like almost like a curtain rod, and you sat on like the knobby end of it. And like wrapped around this curtain rod is uh, a uh, partially burned tapestry. Uh, want to? I say, Orzak, Ornella, help me with this. We help him. I, I hand them one each end. So you unfurl this tapestry that looks impossibly old, and you see something that doesn't exactly make any sense. What in the hell? There's this weird 
lizard creature with these long uh, horns that come out of its head. Um, it appears to be looking over several other lizard creatures that are in the foreground. Um, and then there are these strange sigils that make a triangle um, on either side of this uh, creature. I I think that's the big fish. Can I do a history check? Sure. That thing is sick looking. Yeah, that thing's pretty cool. Uh, it's... Uh, 17, 18, 19? Nope. Okay. This, this thing goes beyond old. Before history. I have, I have no idea. Are there any legends amongst the orcs, orcs tribes or half-orcs that contained um, anything that fit with that? Roll history. see uh, I rolled an eight yeah you, you would have had to have rolled ridiculous and even then this doesn't look like anything okay you know just want to make sure mm-hmm who would make a tapestry of this it, it also feels super old like the the fabric like it, everything about it is just ancient Ornella go ahead no, I, I was just going to say that it seems like, why would someone hang on to this for so long? Why would they burn it now? What were you going to ask me? What? Why destroy any of it? That means someone somewhere that can get here could potentially discover it. So this has got to connect to something that we're not aware of yet. Why would you burn any of it here? No, it's already burned. Yeah, but why? If everything is secure, why hide it? Why burn it? Why destroy evidence? If you're winning, why hide it? This connects to something that could potentially damage this person. Maybe someone ransacked this place before we got here. No. No. That couldn't be. You know what I, I, I'm looking at Harbeck and I'm kind of pointing my finger like, you. I think you know what I'm trying to say here. Hey, um, guys? Yes, Avery? Um, the mirror is on. What? I didn't do... I get away from I it. I pull my weapon and I get, like, go towards the mirror. I'm on my feet behind Orsak. Orsak. I, me too. Uh, I didn't... I didn't touch it. Shut up. And I start telling everybody to get to the sides of the mirror, almost like... I mean, I guess when we walked up, I'll walk around the edge and see what it looks like on the side where it's not turned on. Like, what does this look like? Um, on the other side of the mirror is just like a wood backing. Okay. Um, uh, like really old looking. It's got this gold like relief. Um, uh, what do they call that? Like, f- not fair to lease. What's the French like leaf? Um, oh, yeah. What fleur de leaf. 
right? I or think I don't know. Fleur de leaf is like a like a like a sigil, so it'd be like a front on. Yeah, image. I just can't I'm remember what about that... like piping, like with like yeah, when vines. they put that like fake uh, leaf and plants. Oh, gold leaf stuff along furniture. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, anyway, it just looks really nice. Um, well, yeah. And looking uh, so so yeah, so that's what the back of the mirror looks like. I start trying. I start making everybody go on the other side of the mirror. I and I should mention, I'm sorry, this I did not make this clear. The mirror, the backs face the inside of the cave. The front of the mirror's face just would just face like a cave wall. Yeah. Just in case that wasn't Wait, so illustrate that for me because sure. I'm not following. It's like a movie studio. All the cameras are the mirrors and they're looking at the set. And so they're like in the way of where we came through. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. So, um, uh, no, it's okay. Um, (laughs) the reflection, the reflecting part of the mirror is facing, is facing facing the wall, facing the wall, the part of the mirror that is not the mirror, just like the wood backing is what's facing the inside of the cavern. So theoretically, if someone were using this to communicate to people, people would look at uh, the person communicating and not know where they necessarily are. They wouldn't see like right, the inside of this whole a black wall or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. How did, how does he know the mirror's on? Because uh, Davery is on the was on the other side of the. That yeah, he walked idiot. around. Ah. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 so. And you can tell the mirror's on because there is light emanating from oh, the, oh, yeah. uh, the from the mirror. I think he wants to speak to us again. I spoke to him last time. I don't want to do it. What are you talking about? I... What are you talking about? <clears throat> this is how they communicate. The last time we ran into one of these, uh, I was the one who they wanted to talk to. <laughs> are we being haunted? I don't know, man. There's anyway. The There's fuck? strange knocking noises coming from the kitchen. Is it? I don't know what the fuck. That's so weird. Hold on. Hang on, listeners. It's almost like in the game. I'm running first. Where is it coming from? I thought it was coming from the cupboards, like right in front of me. Oh, the fridge. But it kind of did sound like the fridge too. I don't think there was an ice maker. Because they got ice. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Listeners, that was weird. That was so strange, yeah. I don't know. Where, where are we at? Okay. None of us live here. Alright. So, uh, yeah. Do you guys go to the front of the mirror? Yeah. All of us? I will. I will. I did it last time. Then all of us. Okay. I guess Orzok's probably, like, hiding behind it still. Yeah, Orzok probably shouldn't uh, reveal himself. So, um, all right, let's see. It always makes me nervous when he references his notes. Mm-hmm. That's like my noise of one moment, please. Well, um... This episode is brought to you by Lids. 
<laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Uh, so rounding, uh, going around the mirrors so that you could get on the reflective side, um, you see that the mirrors, uh, the glass is all broken. Uh, the other mirrors, the shards of glass are lying, uh, on the ground underneath them, except for one that is like second from the left. Uh, and a light is coming out from the mirror, presumably because it's casting an image of reflecting of whatever is on the other side of the mirror. And you can see... Uh, are you with him, Ornella? Yeah. Uh, you don't recognize this Harbeck, but you totally recognize a um, a bet master bedroom of uh, the Sandbridge Estate. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, the and, only thing in the mirror. Uh, and you see uh, your father standing there, like looking at the mirror, uh, like tapping his foot. He's got his uh, hands on his hip, and he's like kind of like looking at it, um, and just waiting, looking at it. Are we in the reflection yet, or no? No, you're like coming off to the side, so yeah. you can see it, but it can't necessarily yeah. see you. It's your father. I'm I'm aware. He's trying to call Varentoid. He doesn't know he's left. That's a good thing, right? No, it means he's had his use of him. Your father doesn't know the whole plan. Your father's likely to be killed. Which I think I'm kind of okay with. I step in front of the mirror. Uh, okay. Um, I, I didn't think you'd do that, but that's cool. <laughs> So he, like, takes a second and looks. He shakes his head, like, rubs his eyes, like, taps on the glass. He's just, Toyd, what, what, what is this? What, what are these tricks? Do not present to me my... Do not present to me her. Show yourself. Make yourself known. I need to talk to you. I don't uh, say anything but a kind of shift... Just readjust my stance. Damn you. I have done as you asked, and you have not returned any of my communications. Why do you stay silent? The city is it is a mess. Things are falling apart. You are not holding up your end of the deal, Toyd. Um, I, I still don't say anything. Um, but I reach into my backpack, and I pull out my mother's journal. I just kind of hold it up. Whoa. His voice gets very low. Where did you get that? I don't say anything. Damn you! Damn you! And I put it away. Tell me what I am to do. I, I am but a sitting duck here. The queen asks for answers, and I can give her nothing. <laughs> I cannot stall her any longer. Others in the nobility are getting suspicious. We're running out of time. You promised me assistance. You promised that you would make this better, and it's only gotten worse. I, like, run to the far end of the cave so he can't see me, and I shout from far away, You fucking prick! (laughs) 
damn you, playing games with me. Well, I, I will see to my own ends then. Consider this my last warning, Toy. If I... If you do not answer me this right now, consider the deal off. I smash this mirror, and I will make my own escape. I'll all be damned. Capital be damned. I will... I will fix this. Are you going to help me or not? Uh, I take out my great axe and I smash the mirror. Oh, fucking sweet. <laughs> this is so rad. <clears throat> and the mirror just like explodes and shards of glass uh, just fall to the ground and uh, uh, the, the mirror is destroyed. This is the end. He's in his final phase. Uh-huh. War may be the only thing left. Uh, we cut over to the party. So the mirror has just been smashed. Um, where where do you go? What do you do? What's, what's the haps? Um, you're already on the other side of the... You're by the exit, right? Because you're on the other side of the Yeah, I mean, room. I, I, I think we're out of here, right? So, yeah, I grabbed Avery and... We're out. Davery's just like stunned in yeah. disbelief. Oh, yeah. Like, that was your, your father. What? And like, <laughs> there's there's all these like short montages of you guys going through the different parts of the cave that we already visited. And every time like Davery enters frame, he's just like, uh, but that was, what? <laughs> and then there was what? The, the pyramid? What, what the, was the? And then you guys did the... <laughs> And then there was that guy. Crab guy. Giant crab preacher? What the fuck is a crab preacher? While we're uh, getting out of this cave, I just, I keep, like, looking over my shoulder at Orzok. Just kind of, like, checking, checking in. Just focused on getting us out of this hole, and when we get out, we crest, and we start getting our way through, and we see the light sort of coming through. Maybe even at this point it's daylight. And get over there and kind of push that... uh, Push the door open mm-hmm. and kind of squinting away the light. And as soon as we get out and everybody's out, I turn and I go, All right, somebody's got to tell me what the fuck is going on here. What is the goal? Orzak, you, you fought. Yeah. I did. Why? Well, I fought to better my family and my people. Yeah. You fought to hopefully one day never fight again. Yeah? Why we all fight. It's not that easy for us, but I suppose. There's a war happening, and it's going to come and sweep through this land. And I've been... Even orcs hear that. Even half-orcs hear it. Even anyone hears that. There's always the legend of this thing that's going to come and destroy everybody. It's not going to come. It's here. And what you just witnessed down there, this that's, that's it. But isn't that just us? Isn't it just us doing it? It doesn't have to be. We could do something now so that people like your family... Like, my family would not have to suffer anymore. I mean, I can't guarantee global politics and all of that, but right now, hell is coming to this land. 
And uh, I suppose the goal would be try to do the best we can and do the most good. I kick the ground and I kind of walk off and kind of stand on the edge of the, you know, overlooking the um, the switchbacks and stuff. And I just stand there for a minute and I'm just, I'm just in thought. So I go over to Ornella and I uh, say, um, Orzak isn't sure of his mission. Frankly, after seeing everything down there, I don't know why. I guess I do. He doesn't have... I mean... He has no stake in this. Right. But the truth is, he does. Of course. We all do. And I don't mean the three of us, the four of us. I, I, I mean everyone. I look over my shoulder. <clears throat> what you don't know is that I served on man's side. I fought for your kingdom. I was a scout. I pointed out where to go. I got them safely through the hills. So I'm in it again. Last time was conscription. This time is volunteerism. I didn't want to be in a hole, and now I was in a hole again. I'm just back to where I was, and I'm still serving uh, someone that I don't believe in. I don't know what to do, because this doesn't make any sense to me. I understand the game and the stakes, but I don't understand why I should care anymore. We promise to set you free. He's already free. You can go anywhere you like, Arzak. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, Let I, me think. Let's go. Do you go first? Yes. Orzak, <clears throat> I stop him. I told you down there that in order to see the sky again, we had to go deeper. Yeah. And what we found down there is the path to the sky. Hmm. Right. Let's go. So, so you guys head down the switchbacks. It's now uh, early, early morning. The sun is just beginning to crest over the mountains, and um, uh, morning mist covers the grasses. Do I'm taking deep breaths as I'm walking and I kind of start having this feeling in my chest and in my, the back of my head and I look at and I kind of stop <clears throat> and abruptly turn and I look at Harbeck and I say I know if we don't do this that I won't smell this ever again, will I? That's what you're saying. That bad. That bad. And I turn and I start walking again. <clears throat> and then uh, Thin Lizzy's the boys are back in town, <laughs> start softly playing. <laughs> yeah, 
Yep, that uh, camera up. <laughs> yep, and and the camera follows uh, and and pans up to the boys are back in town while um, the new and I think finally completely cemented cadre eleven A begins to descend the switchbacks towards jury. Uh, scene fades to black. Uh, fades back up on a uh, on a scene of. Uh, it, the the bottom of the screen, some text appears, uh, and the text reads, uh, Southern Provinces of the Queen's Realm, uh, one week ago. And we see a, uh, a man in resplendent gold armor on a uh, white stallion, uh, uh, scimitar raised, uh, pointing towards uh, off-camera. And behind him, uh, legions of men in teal armor, the teal guard, uh, the best troops of the queen's army, uh, move past him in perfect formation. The camera pivots around to see where they're headed to, and you can see in front of them uh, is a raging battle where uh, orcs uh, are in full retreat, and men with pikes are charging across no man's land and are are skewering them and, and killing them where they stand, leaving no prisoners, um, executing them. Uh, orcs are throwing down their weapons and uh, and putting their hands up, and they're just being uh, completely annihilated by this seeming innumerable horde of men. And uh, the scene... Uh, the camera shifts back over to the general and the, well, presumed general. He turns to uh, uh, a short man who walks up to him and says, uh, Sir, they're in full retreat. They're headed for the mountains. Uh, Sir Lathan's uh, troops will rout them. They'll be gone by tomorrow. And the general nods and says, Very good. Tell the men that we will feast well tonight. Victory is within our grasp. And tell them that they are free to take whatever that they can carry. And uh, the messenger nods his head and says, Aye, sir. And he turns and, and runs away. And the camera pivots back um, from the general's point of view, watching out of this literal slaughter um, as the orcs that are completely outnumbered, uh, putting up almost no resistance at this point. Uh, and then the scene slowly fades to black. And that's our episode, everybody. Like, real uplifting and happy. Uh, really cool. A lot of fun things that we discovered about ourselves tonight, today and tonight. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and listening to our newest episode. We're gonna, I'm going to post this as soon as I get home onto the internet, and then we'll uh, get to scheduling the next sesh. And next recording session is going to be mid-April, so look out for that. Uh, also be on the lookout for more stuff from Des Moines and Dragons. I'm going to be doing some fun uh, one-shot stuff coming up in uh, April and May. I'm going to be releasing new content in June and July. And I'm super excited to announce that August 23rd is going to be the season finale of Des Moines and Dragons Season 1. It's going to be a live show, four hours. We're going to have hot dish and tabletop games and it's going to be rad uh so 
Mark your calendars now, August 23rd, Des Moines and Dragons, the season finale, where shit is going to get fucking crazy. Uh, be there or be square, but I'm going to turn it over to my beautiful and lovely cast to plug stuff that they got going on and, <laughs> and, and get us out of here so we can go to sleep. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Great work today. Thanks. Orzok killed less today, but I feel like this episode he cemented his place within the group. I agree. I, I agree. Felt it felt really good, felt really earned, so well played. Right. Thank well you. Done. Thank what, you. What do you have to plug? What do you have coming up? Um uh Son of the Morning is going to be playing at DG's Tap and Ames actually, well, a day, well, no, a one week from tomorrow, so March 16th. Um Probably going to be the last show we do for a while, but we're bringing in a label mate from Chicago named Black Road, who's releasing an album, and then another band they're touring with as they go to South by Southwest. So that'll be a cool show. These are not bands that get to come through here very much, but they're of a high caliber, so it's good stuff. Awesome. That's DG's Tap House in Ames. You got it. March 16th? Yep. Sweet. And then lastly, um, but very importantly is uh super chief is uh we've scheduled our um studio time to record our fourth studio album mm -hmm. that will be a concept album about heshers that fight demons summoned from the pit um so wow. you know rad basically rock and roll warfare you know that kind of stuff it's gonna cool. be great we already got to listen to some of it this weekend and everyone that's listening to this should be super psyched it's gonna yeah. be really cool awesome thanks jason thank you cool Charity Coons. Uh, once again, our moral, the party's moral compass, <laughs> choosing to go further uh, to save an idiot. Um, I love that I can now emotionally manipulate your character. I just have to put someone dumb and ignorant <laughs> in danger, and you will risk oh. everything to save them, which means you're a good person, by the way. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, We're not good people, Tim. No. Yeah, obviously. Right. No. Um, Very well known. Fact. Charity, do you have anything coming up going on in your life? Anything you want to say to the folks at home? Um, yeah. Um, March 29th. I do not like that bug in here. Get off me. Oh, my God. The bug just attacked Right in the middle of the plugs. How rude. Perfect. Oh, no. I'm crying. I'm sorry. Orzok, that was so bad. It was on me. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. But. Anyway. <laughs> that was gross. Oh, my God. I'm so shaken up. Um. <laughs> March 29th. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, March 29th at. Uh, Grandview College in Des Moines. Mm. Uh, they're having like a theater fundraiser night show night. There's gonna be like a show and a dinner, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm doing stand up at that show. Oh, so cool. I'm so excited. I, I do not know like anything about the show. Okay. Well, we'll just watch. If you're a fan of Charity Coons, Follow her on all the social meds yeah. and you'll find out about this dank show. Mostly Facebook. That's where I mostly post my show stuff. Mostly. Sometimes on Twitter, but not really. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure Des Moines and Dragons will do some uh, public posts about your, your show, get folks the word out. But sometime in March, you said? March 29th. 29th. Okay. Cool. End of the month. Neat. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what you got? Yeah. I didn't mean it to sound like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to quickly move along. Yeah. 
Thanks, Charity. Thanks, Paul. That was. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> We're tired. Yeah. yeah. So We're like getting slap happy. Tired. All right. Well, last Did but certainly that? not least, mm-hmm. my bro. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing comedy and shows with Tim for like <laughs> three or four years now. Yeah. And it's awesome. That's, I so love Tim, playing with you, Paul. Thanks for doing the show, as always. I'm so happy to be here at this con with you guys. It was such a fun experience. Yeah, yeah I think totally. We really this was rad. As a group. This was so rad. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to, I'm bringing the word rad back. So yeah, you right. are. get ready uh, for that. I'm uh, totally behind that idea. Oh, I yeah. like it. I've got such a love boner for you guys. <laughs> I'm dabbing right now. <laughs> Uh, I just killed that love boner. Anyway, Tim, plugs so and stuff. Sick about this. this dabbing, <laughs> this dabbing for the listener. This dab. dabbing. Um, I, Tim. Yeah. Uh, what do you got to plug, my well, dude? Uh, when's this? You think gonna come out? Uh, well, I'm gonna work on this as soon as I get home. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to release this uh, Saturday. Oh really? Yeah. Like tomorrow? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, I love it. In that case, um, chow down. Woo. Group yeah. Paul and I are in, as he mentioned, we've been playing together for over four years now. Uh, we got a show coming up at Mistress Brewing Company in Ankeny on Tuesday. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. It's a new venue for us. We've played there once before, and it was excellent. So if you're out there in Ankeny, please stop by Mistress Brewing Company. What is that? Tuesday. 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 I don't oh. know the time. March times. 12th. Uh, I believe it's at... Here, I'll get the times pulled up right now. Great. Do another these, Chowdown plug sure. for us. All though. these events you can find on <laughs> Chowdown, Facebook.com slash Chowdown Improv. Hell yeah. Check us out on the Chowdown page. We've also got, of course, every third Saturday of the month, Chowdown coming to you at the basement of the Des Moines Social Club, 9 o'clock. And uh, also, we've got uh, the monthly jam that I host every first mm-hmm. Wednesday of the month at Lefty's Live Music uh, in the Drake neighborhood. So if it. you uh, improvise, never improvised before, you're interested or just want to come watch some comedy, <laughs> we'll be there Wednesday uh, from 6 to 9, first Wednesday of every month. And after that, of course, we finish the night with karaoke. So you can try your hand at that. It's a good time. It's, and it's really a, it's fun. A, it's way fun. Low pressure. It's a supportive yeah. environment. Yeah. There's not too much pressure to perform. No we just, judging. We get together, we warm up, and we work on some improv stuff. We just all want to do silly a, stuff. a stand-up that came to Lefty's on the wrong night and ended up at the improv jam. Hell yeah. crazy. I just listed off three <laughs> venues all over Des Moines where Chowdown is doing stuff. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool that we're doing things yeah. and stuff. Um, Chowdown at Mistress, by the way, is at 7.30, March 12th. Mistress Brewing in Ankeny. It's in an old Dolls, so you'll want to be there. It definitely looks like it was a Dolls. <laughs> yep. Nice. Oh. I'm so excited. North thing. Okay. Yep, it's really cool. So anyway, that's all the plugs. I've got all the same plugs as Tim, so just Tim. Uh, just I'm putting all the Tim stuff in quotes. <laughs> nice. Um, that's it for Des Moines and Dragons. Thanks to everybody for listening. Have yourselves a great rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. Good job, everybody. That's how I do it. I feel really good about it. Oh, I feel so good.